0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM.
1: Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A major development is closer to becoming a reality in South Haven. Assistant City Manager Griffin Graham tells us the project is on Center Street between Quaker and Phoenix Streets, where Hale's department store used to be. Developer Locker and Locker Properties has big plans for the site. There's a proposed five-story
0: mixed-use development that would include a mix of new commercial spaces, parking, and 29 housing units.
1: The housing units would be both apartments and condos. Graham says there will also be around 70 parking spaces, some on the ground level and some on the second story. He says the parcel has sat vacant for about 10 years. Hales closed around 2000 leaving a hole in the downtown.
0: My understanding is this would be one of, if not the largest, private investments in the city of South Haven downtown in decades.
1: The developer would demolish one building on the property and fix up another. Graham notes the city's been working on this project for about two years, adding it's fortunate that a local developer is making the investment. The South Haven Planning Commission signed off on the project last week, and it could go before the city council as soon as next week. The council will have to consider it twice before approval. Graham says if all goes well, units could start to be occupied in 2027. Day three of the search for missing pilot Richard Martin is taking place with no sign of him or his plane. Martin took off from the Dwozhak Municipal Airport Sunday about 11 a.m. and never returned. The 83-year-old Dwozhak resident was flying a home-built airframe that he often would take for recreational flights on Sundays. The Michigan Wing Civil Air Patrol and other agencies have been searching all over southwest Michigan since early Monday, with more than 100 members involved. The CAP's Lieutenant William Vandermolen has a request for the public.
0: If anyone recalls, Seeing a small aircraft that is made of shiny aluminum flying around Sunday after 11 a.m. in the area, contact the Civil Air Patrol or contact local authorities and let them know what you might have seen and where you saw it, along with a description of possibly how high it
1: was. The search is logged nearly 50 hours of flight time. There are also ground searches taking place with crews and vans. They're looking all over the counties of Van Buren, Kalamazoo, St. Joseph, Cass, Berrien, and Allegan, but Vander Mullen says tips from the public have helped to refine the specific areas. New Heights CCDA has reached its fundraising goal for the New Heights Laundry Hub at 2121 Red Arrow Highway in Benton Heights. New Heights CCDA Director Chris Britton tells us the effort to build a community center with human resources and a laundromat began a couple of years ago when a survey found that residents of the area really need a laundromat. The fundraising goal was 1.3 million dollars and Britain says a trio of supporters helped the group collect the final 100,000 they needed.
0: So we had a 100,000 dollar gap and we had two private donors come together alongside First Church to develop a 50,000 dollar challenge match where they would contribute 50 if we could raise an additional 50. And so when news of that broke, one particular benefactor read that story and called us up and said that they wanted to close the gap for us. So that was just incredibly generous and just so awesome and shocking and exciting
1: new heights announced it was down to the final hundred thousand in august britain couldn't tell us who the anonymous final donors were he says when the project began it was distressing to learn the construction costs would be 1.3 million dollars but new heights decided to press on that's when they learned how generous the community is the goal is to finish construction and have a ribbon cutting in late october or early november Kaisri Gondrazic is asking everyone to avoid speculation. After the arrest of Houston Rockets player Kevin Porter Jr. for assault this week, he's accused of attacking Gondrazic in a New York hotel room, leaving her with a fractured neck vertebrae and a deep cut on her face. The twenty three year old Porter has pleaded not guilty to felony assault and strangulation charges and has been released. However, the New York Post reports an attorney for Gondrazic tells the publication, quote, much that has been written in the press attributing statements to her are misleading and inaccurate. She has not granted nor released any statements on her own volition. A porter has been released on bond and is due back in court October 16th. Gondrzic previously played for the WNBA's Indiana Fever in the Chicago Sky. She attended and played for Benton Harbor High School. Lincoln Township is holding a photo contest as it looks for images that could be part of its new website, Township clerk Stacy Lore-Porter tells us they're preparing to launch the new site in January and she wants it to feature lots of images of the things that Lincoln Township has to offer. She decided to get the public involved.
0: We need to have several high-definition photos of things in our township. So I'm going to put out a request to our residents and whoever else, if they have any photos that they would like to submit to be on our website. We're going to have several pages with pictures and slides, and we want pictures of all seasons and all activities in the township, and we'll give photo credit to who they go to. And It's just a great way to engage our residents with something that kind of belongs to them now.
1: Laura Porter says the prize for getting a photo selected will be that it's featured on the website with the photographer's name, noting there are plenty of attractions to show off. We have a link to the requirements for the photos and how to submit them at our website. They're due by September 25th. Laura Porter says when the new website launches, the new text alert system for residents will also launch. The township board just approved both the site and the alert system last month. The Orchards Mall is now even emptier. The U.S. Postal Service has announced its location in the mall has closed for safety reasons. The post office closed Wednesday, and the Postal Service says the closure is temporary, although it is not elaborated. A statement from the Postal Service simply says, quote, to ensure the safety of both postal customers and employees, the office is closed. The customers who have P.O. boxes at the Orchard's Mall Post Office can retrieve their mail at the Benton Harbor Post Office on Riverview Drive. The U.S. Postal Service has not said when the mall location could reopen. And now available are this year's Southwest Michigan Makers Trail Passports. Marcy Simpson with the Southwestern Michigan Tourist Council tells us the program started in 2017 and grows each year as it offers an incentive to visit as many breweries, wineries, and distilleries in the region as possible. The Passport is now available on the Visit Southwest Michigan app.
0: It downloads a program that you visit over 40 locations of makers in Southwest Michigan, wineries, breweries, distilleries, and cideries. And for every visit you make to those locations, you're given a code. And the more codes that you collect, the more places you go to, the more rewards that you can get.
1: The app's available on Apple and Android. Simpson says people from all over the country sign up for the passport each year considering the rewards they can earn a bonus on top of the fun they'd be having anyway prizes for passing certain benchmarks in the passport program include t-shirts hoodies gift certificates and a 26 ounce yeti rambler water bottle wsjm news now continues with your bloomberg report WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwazak, where furniture shopping is fun. The Pennsylvania prison escapee who was on the run for nearly two weeks has finally been captured. Morph maybe he's Derek Dennis.
0: The morning capture of Danilo Cavalcante celebrated by Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro as a success. He was apprehended this morning with no shots fired. Cavalcante did try to resist but was ultimately subdued by a specialized tactical team with a dog, leaving him with a minor bite wound. The governor crediting the public with helping authorities close in. Thank you for the constructive tips that they shared. Thank you for remaining on guard. Calvacante on the run for 13 days after escaping a Philadelphia area prison where he was serving a life sentence for killing his ex-girlfriend in front of her young children. Derek Dennis, ABC News.
1: Escaped murderer Danilo Calvacante has been arraigned at a Pennsylvania state prison barracks after being taken there in an armored vehicle. A preliminary hearing was set for September 27th. Calvacante was captured after eluding hundreds of searchers for two weeks in rural southeastern Pennsylvania. law enforcement's big break came as a plane with a thermal imaging camera picked up his heat signal. No shots were fired. He broke out of the Chester County Jail August 31st while awaiting transfer to a state prison to serve a life sentence for fatally stabbing an ex-girlfriend. Reactions are pouring in from Washington over House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's decision to open an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Many are calling back on McCarthy's previous promises back in 2019 that he would not open up an impeachment inquiry without a floor vote. ABC's Jay O'Brien says so more from the Capitol.
0: Back in 2019, during the first Trump impeachment, Nancy Pelosi announced that Trump impeachment inquiry in a similar fashion, directing the various House committees that were investigating former President Trump to essentially keep doing what they were doing. That is what Speaker McCarthy did yesterday. And back in 2019, McCarthy, when he was the top Republican in the House, balked at that move. He said it was out of step with the precedent of modern impeachment.
1: House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's sudden decision to launch an impeachment inquiry into President Biden appears to have won over even the most reluctant Republicans. Some GOP lawmakers are pushing for it to move quickly rather than drag into the 2024 election year, but others expect it'll take months. Meanwhile, the White House is mobilizing to go on offense, calling the GOP's impeachment allegations unfounded and merely bowing to former President Donald Trump. All the while, McCarthy faces turmoil on his right flank as he tries to steer the House to approve government funding and stave off a federal government shutdown. Republican Utah Senator Mitt Romney, who was the GOP nominee for president just over a decade ago, says he will not run for re-election this year. ABC's national correspondent Stephen Portnoy has more. The
0: announcement that he's retiring after a single Senate term caps a quarter century of public service for Mitt Romney, who served as governor of Massachusetts and was once his party's standard bearer. In an online video, Romney notes he'd be in his mid-80s at the end of another six-year Senate term. Frankly, it's time for a new generation of leaders. Romney's decision to step aside avoids the potential of a GOP primary defeat in Utah. Romney voted to convict Donald Trump at both of his Senate impeachment trials. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News.
1: Search teams are combing streets, wrecked buildings, and even the sea to look for bodies in a coastal Libyan city where the collapse of two dams unleashed a massive flash flood that killed at least 5,100 people. The Mediterranean city of Derna has struggled to get help after Sunday night's flood washed away most access roads. Aid workers who managed to reach the city described devastation in its center, with thousands still missing and tens of thousands left homeless. The dam failures in the mountains above Derna sent floodwaters roaring through the city and swept away entire blocks. A federal judge in Florida has imposed a protective order in one of the criminal cases against former President Donald Trump. More maybe ABC's Aaron Kotursky.
0: The special counsel's case involving classified material stored at former President Trump's Palm Beach estate, the judge said, will require special security precautions.
1: North Korea's Kim Jong-un vowed full and unconditional support for Russia's Vladimir Putin as the two leaders isolated by the West held a summit that the U.S. warns could lead to a deal to supply ammunition for Moscow's war in Ukraine. The meeting, which lasts over four hours at Russia's spaceport in the Far East, underscores how their interests are aligning. Putin is believed to be seeking something that impoverished North Korea has in abundance, stockpiles of aging ammunition and rockets. Such a request would mark a reversal of roles from the 1950 through 1953 Korean War when Moscow gave weapons to support Pyongyang's invasion of South Korea. And one pharmaceutical company says it's close to finalizing a two-in-one COVID and flu vaccine. Here's Derek Dennis.
0: Moderna says it's working on a combo flu and COVID shot to ward off the effects of COVID-19 and seasonal influenza. Both vaccines could be given in a single dose. Clinical trials are ongoing, but the company's president says the combination shot could be available by 2025. Moderna estimates the shot will be a boon for the company, raking in a potential $15 billion in revenue annually. Derek Dennis, ABC News.